Hello and welcome back to From 350 to a Zero, where we slow down a little and just have a little chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode after the summer break, after almost a month, even more. So we're going to talk about the Belgian GP this time, because I was on vacation, I was pretty busy after, then I sprained my ankle while celebrating my 20th birthday, so yeah, quite a lot has happened. But we're going to get into the Belgian GP because I haven't had time to actually record it and publish an episode about it, and then we're gonna also talk about some rumors, some recent ones, some old ones, even though it's the time for the Dutch GP because the practice sessions are literally in about an hour and a half. So I'm doing this on a whim because I thought about not even releasing the episode about the Belgian GP, but why not? So let's get straight into it. All right, so on Friday, we had only one free practice session and then we had the qualifying for Sunday's race. On Saturday, we had a whole separate day for basically just the sprint and the sprint's qualifying session. And then on Sunday, we had the actual race. So I'm not going to be talking about the free practice session and the sprint. I mean, I will mention it, whatever interesting happens on it, but we're gonna be talking about the race mainly. All right, so free practice one, we had a lot of rain. Basically, it rained throughout the entire weekend, mostly Friday, of course, when the most important thing with the name of qualifying is happening on Friday because it's the sprint weekend this time. So yeah, uh, there was so much rain that the FIA was saying that qualifying might be even called off and the teams started to get out their drivers out to basically set the time if maybe maybe just maybe if the free practice session will be used as qualifying so basically for setting the grid for sunday's race but then the fia said that no we're not going to do that and basically if that happens that we need to call qualifying off basically so basically we're going to use the championship standings for setting the grid for sunday's race so that didn't happen but there was progressively raining more and more and the track conditions were getting more and more and more unsafe so basically in the first free practice session the one and only Pierre had a big lockup then Joe was off on the grass he kissed the wall a little bit but he was all right then turn six Albon had a little bit of an incident because he was sliding and he was he touched the barriers lightly but he was all right and then we had Sergeant aquaplaning and basically because he couldn't turn the car maybe brake issues or something we still don't know i still don't know even after all this time because they didn't specify it what the hell happened there but yeah so he just stopped there and had to end his session and then basically there was maybe a few minutes of the session left like maybe 10 or so and it was basically a red flag because the conditions were just not it it was too wet and a bunch of the drivers couldn't set time so carlos Sainz stopped the session with bs in second and Norris in third then Leclerc in fourth p5 for Paris p6 for Albon p7 for Tsunoda p8 for Magnussen p9 for Danny Rick p10 for Hulkenberg and then p11 Alonso p12 Hamilton p13 Russell p14 Bottas p15 Joe and then all the other drivers just didn't set any time so it was Sargent, Stroll, Gasly, Ocon and Verstappen were the ones who couldn't set any times and Max was also rumored to be given a five plus place grid penalty for basically changing the gearbox which the team did so he would have a five place grid penalty after qualifying 
Now for qualifying, we had the start of qualifying delayed by 10 minutes because due to the rain, the heavy rain that we had before on Friday. So teams after that had to dry their pit boxes with leaf blowers because it was just that wet that they needed the pit boxes dry for whatever reason. I mean, it makes sense, but still, like, come on, the track is still a little bit wet, so the pit boxes will be wet too when the car comes around and comes back into the pits. Anyways, Lewis had a problem with his mirror before the qualifying session but basically the team told Lewis that they can't work on the car but the interesting thing was basically that Lewis complained also about his gloves we didn't hear that on the radio but a mechanic came down the pit lane basically and handed Lewis a new set of gloves which the previous ones looked fine but he still needed a new set of gloves for whatever reason but the fact is that the team said that they just can't work on the car because the car was over the white line at the end of the pit lane so that's why they can't touch the car so the interesting part of this whole interaction was that basically the mechanic handed Lewis his gloves that he needed the new ones which as I said before the previous ones were fine didn't take a look on the mirror and then just left I don't know what was that about but yeah. The Williams team were still working on Sargent's car. He had a precautionary gearbox change, but he was able to set a time at the end of the session, like halfway through, because they managed to do everything that they needed on the car in time. Sainz and Magnussen and also Danny Rick had lap times deleted. Danny Rick in Q1 had his lap time deleted, so that's why he wasn't able to make it into Q2, because he lost it a bit through turn 3. Basically, it was his mistake, but that cost him a qualifying session and a grid place on the grid. So, yeah. Then we had a potential impeding with Verstappen and Albon, and it was noted by the stewards, but... There was no further investigation because Verstappen impeded Albon, which might have cost Albon a few seconds, milliseconds, but the stewards decided that no, it's fine. So there was nothing there. Lando had a little incident because he went onto the gravel, but he was able to save the car. He might have had some front wing damage. That's what they were speculating at the time, but it turned out that he had floor damage. And then Hulkenberg, before before the whole qualifying session had a hydraulic problem before going out of the pit box so he kind of stalled or something on whatever happened there but he he wasn't able to quickly get out out of the pit box and Magnussen also hit his brake lights like the ones that are over the car before you go out so I don't know whatever the mechanic was doing there it looked really funny so Verstappen topped the qualifying session with Leclerc in P2 and Paris in P3, then Hamilton in P4, P5 for Sainz, P6 for Piastri, P7 for Norris, P8 for Russell, P9 for Alonso, then P10 for Stroll, P11 for Tsunoda, P12 for Gasly, P13 for Magnussen, P14 for Bottas, P15 for Ocon, P16 for Albon, P17 for Joe, P18 for Sargent, P19 for Danny Rick, and P20 for Hulk. Because Verstappen has that five plays grid penalty he will be moving into p5 and then leclerc will be starting on pole on sunday 
And of course, the accidents that I mentioned previously weren't the only ones that happened throughout the entire qualifying session because of course we had Hamilton possibly impeding Russell and also Albon impeding Gasly. Then we had Ocon hitting the wall and basically destroying his front wing. So because he went into the gravel and then hit the wall, he needed to pit and then just didn't return. So he was out of Q2. Then Hamilton and Russell, the possible impeding that happened, they were supposed to be investigated after the session for joining the track unsafely which basically happened after the session and there was they were investigated but there was no further like consequences for the both of them also leclerc had some trouble with traffic with a has of kevin magnuson because magnuson ran wide he hit the wall and then rejoined in front of leclerc which ruined his fast lap then we had max really unhappy that he almost got through into q3 in p10 because basically Max was on a different routine this time. He, instead of two push laps, he was doing one push lap and then one slow lap and then another push lap, which Max basically doesn't like. So he told that to his engineer, which he replied with, you can choose the full loads whichever way you like, whatever you want to do, you can do, just tell it to us and we'll manage it. So basically like a married couple once again. So that was really funny, but Max still got his pole position. So it was all right in the end and then we had a chaotic end of qualifying with all 10 cars out with just two minutes and 23 seconds left so that was honestly chaotic to see but we all know the qualifying order by now so yeah let's get straight into the sunday's race and i'm going to talk about the sprint and sprint shootout after the race now for the actual race honestly mid-race nothing to talk about let's just move on straight to the sprint which once again was a mid-race too <laughs> so that's it that's it for the episode nothing interesting happened we can move on that's it thanks so much for listening bye no i'm joking <laughs> of course i'm joking but honestly sunday's race it was it was okay but still mid if you ask me so we had a new race leader, which was Leclerc, basically, but Perez overtook him and was leading from the start. Then we had an incident with Carlos and Piastri in turn one. Basically, Carlos was trying to avoid Lewis and he didn't have enough space to avoid Lewis. So that's why he pushed Piastri off track and basically Piastri hit his car on a wall. But there was no further investigation on this turn one incident. So Basically, Piastri on lap 2 needed to retire his car because there was just too much damage for him to actually continue the race, which Carlos had 5% less of aero performance, so there was quite a lot of damage on his car too. We also saw like his side pod, which was pretty damaged, and his floor too, but he still tried to continue the race. Then we had Hulkenberg completely going off on track when trying to overtake Ferrari and Gasly so a little moment but he was able to rejoin then Lewis <laughs> was ratting he was basically calling out Leclerc for being out 
on turn nine on every lap so he was basically behind him and was trying to give him a penalty for track limits or just track limits overall then we had a few overtakes danny rick overtaking norris for p14 which was really funny to see honestly uh then max Mulvan lewis was just like max overtaking an f2 car like nothing out of the ordinary so far then we had max behind paris being petty once again and his engineer asked him to use his head more because he wasn't following his instructions so that was basically it we had also hamilton weaving on a straight which was noted by the stewards but there was no further investigation needed i don't know why which because it's pretty weird if a driver is weaving on a straight during a race like is he warming his tires what the hell is he doing but I guess there was no further investigation needed. Then on lap 17, Max retook the lead and that's basically it. The race is over. Max won. I mean, of course he did. So yeah, Max had a little moment on Rouge going up the hill. So he was lost the car a little bit going through a rouge and that, that was basically it he needed to make his race more interesting i guess for himself then on lap 23 it started raining pretty hard but the drivers weren't seen to be going into the pits gasly was still on soft tires for 24 laps when he after the 24 laps decided to pit for mediums while it was raining I guess. Also on lap 23, when it started raining, Carlos Sainz needed to retire. He was really far away from the front with no pace, basically. So the team basically called him in. Then on lap 32, once again, Max needed to make his race more entertaining for himself. So there were messages from his engineer that he was using a lot of the tire there, Max, not really sensible, quote unquote. Max then, after that, set the fastest lap and basically he said, I after that, I could push on and we do another stop. A little bit of pit stop training. So, yeah. A little bit of drama from Max. Like, that weekend we had some drama from Max with his engineer. Once again, a married couple's little things, I guess. We wouldn't understand. <laughs> so, yeah, it was funny. Like, this was the main thing from the weekend that I remember fully and have notes of because everything else during the race it wasn't honestly too interesting like nothing much happened the strategies were all right Ferrari didn't fuck up too much apart from Carlos Sainz and his little incident in turn one with Piastri but that was basically it so Max, Perez and Leclerc were the three ones the three drivers who stood on the podium Max, of course, winning the race, and Hamilton finishing in P4, P5 for Alonso, then P6 for Russell, P7 for Norris, P8 for Ocon, P9 for Stroll, and P10 for Tsunoda, which completes our points finishers, then P11 for Gasly, P12 for Bottas, P13 for Joe, P14 for Albon, P15 for Magnussen, P16 for Danny Rick, P17 for Sargent, P18 for Hulkenberg, and Sainz, and Piastri didn't finish because they had their argument in turn one, which that's why they didn't finish. So yeah, basically that's it for the race. I don't know what else to say because it was it was pretty mid. It really was. So yeah, let's move on to the sprint. And if you're not interested in that, you can skip because I will be talking about some past rumors and some recent ones before the Zandvoort GP. So yeah. 
So let's get on with the sprint and firstly sprint shootout which is basically just a qualifying just a shorter qualifying session for the sprint. So basically we have SQ1 which is 12 minutes, SQ2 which is 10 minutes and SQ3 which is 8 minutes and these sessions all have mandatory tires, mediums for the first two and then softs for the SQ3. So in SQ1 since the track was wet but it wasn't declared as a wet track by the FIA we had the drivers go out on inters or wets but it wasn't declared as a wet track so technically they should have gone out on mediums but since it's wet they got out on inters or wets so this will make sense later on that's why i'm mentioning here firstly so in in sq1 we had a turn 8 incident between verstappen and hamilton it was basically unimpeding because verstappen was on a fast lap while hamilton had basically nowhere to go so that's why there was no further investigation needed. No times were set by the both has drivers even though they were both on inter tires and they were supposed to set a time but Hulk missed the flag to go for the fast lap to set a fast lap because he had some problems before going out of his pit box because the front jack or trolley broke for Hulkenberg so that delayed him for a fast lap start. Then in SQ2 which is basically 10 minutes and it also has mandatory tires which are the medium tires we had a turn 15 sergeant had a little spin but he manages to get going so he was all right and then stroll pitted for mediums too early but the team was committed to let the driver out on medium tires because the track was drying up by this time but they thought that it was too early for mediums but the fact is that the mandatory tires are mediums. Crofty and Brundle even said that he could have gone out on softs but the fact is he just can't because the soft tires are mandatory for the SQ3 session not the SQ2 session so the team was following the rules the mandatory tire rules so that's why he that's why they put stroll on medium tires which kind of ruined his sprint shootout qualifying session so the final minute of SQ2 was with four drivers without their lap time set and when the 29 seconds were left stroll spun out into the barriers at turn 8 and basically the session was red flagged and not resumed after because like it was just only 29 seconds left so yeah Alonso and Albon were left too late for lap time setting Sargent didn't do it after spinning and Danny Rick was too fast to set a lap at the beginning before the track improved so he was out too Stroll could have gone on slicks but mediums are mandatory, not so yeah, that's what I mentioned before. Then for SQ3, the session is only eight minutes long and softs are mandatory here. It was delayed once again because the track conditions were weird. Then everyone were now on softs because it got better. Carlos had a big moment. Hamilton and Russell had a little incident because Hamilton was on a fast lap while Russell was in front, giving basically a slipstream and didn't get out of the way when Lewis needed to pass. And that was basically it. So the grid was set by Verstappen in pole position. Piastri was in P2. E3 for Sainz before for Leclerc. 
Leclerc, P5 for Norris, P6 for Gasly, P7 for Hamilton, P8 for Paris, P9 for Ocon, and P10 for Russell. Then P11 for Danny Rick, P12 for Albon, P13 for Sargent, P14 for Stroll, and P15 for Alonso, P16 for Tsunoda, P17 for Bottas, P18 for Magnussen, and P19 for Joe, and P20 for Hulkenberg. And that was our sprint shootout grid. Alright, so now for the actual sprint. The start was once again delayed for the severe weather because it was on once again the track was really wet which called for start under safety car so we had a one formation lap and then four racing laps which that's why there were only 11 laps left of racing without the safety car so after that we had russell being the first one and then max after him calling for inters so we had two waves of pit stops which basically in those two waves everybody switched their tires to inters and piastri was leading after the second wave of pit stops for inters then we had fernando alonso in turn 11 he was out into the barriers and that's why there was another safety car after that because Fernando was trying to overtake Hulkenberg and basically touched the curb and had maybe too much speed. He was pressing the throttle too much and that's why he spun out. So it was his mistake. Yeah, so it was this whole incident. It was supposed to be investigated after the session. But like, in my opinion, there was no investigation needed because it clearly showed in the replays that Alonso touched the curb. He didn't touch Hulkenberg, it was his fault, and that's why he spun. Then we had Sargent speeding in the pit lane during a fucking 11 lap race. Bro, <laughs> can you get your shit together? That's why, because he was speeding in the pit lane, he had a five seconds penalty during a fucking sprint race. I have no words, no comments. Anyways, we had Paris and Hamilton incident battle basically for positions. They kind of hit each other, and basically, Hamilton was uh, noted for causing a collision and then given a five seconds penalty, time penalty for causing a collision with Paris because Paris had a lot of damage on his side pod. Basically, he had a hole in his side pod so yeah that's why hamilton was given a penalty and paris basically needed to box and lap eight and retire the car so yeah that's basically it like nothing major happened during the sprint race there was like yeah that incident with hamilton and paris which in my opinion hamilton was given the five seconds time penalty because of like the damage that paris got which doesn't make sense like the move wasn't that bad when you look at the replays the penalty was too major i think but at the same time if the stewards weren't to give hamilton a penalty i don't think that's right so yeah once again Verstappen finished in p1 p2 was for piastri p3 was for gasly p4 for signs p5 for leclerc p6 for norris p7 for hamilton he made it through in the points even with the five seconds penalty and then p8 for russell and that concludes our top eight point finishers and then basically the rest don't matter but it was p9 for Ocon, p10 for rick p11 for stroll p12 for albon p13 for bottas p14 for magnuson p15 for joe p16 for sergeant p17 for hulkenberg p18 for tsunoda and Perez and alonso dnf so yeah that's it that's it for the sprint shootout and the actual sprint yeah that's it so we're gonna get 
into the rumors now. So before the summer break, we had a, a few rumors, honestly. We had a rumor about Yuki's contract for AlphaTauri for 2024, that basically he might have not have a seat for 2024, but at the same time, he will. But like, it's more of that he will not, and Danny Rick will not be there too, because like, he's on loan for this season, for 2023, he's on loan in AlphaTauri. Technically, he doesn't have a contract for 2024. For. He doesn't even have a contract for this year, so that's why that's where Yuki comes in that he could be thrown out too. So yeah. Also, Alpha Tauri are rumored to be changing their basically whole franchise that they could be called Boss Red Bull Racing and having the 2023 Red Bull car for the next year in 2024, which doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. It hasn't been confirmed. The Boss Red Bull Racing might be happening, but anything else just no not, i i don't believe it then we had a weird rumor of Perez's salary being reduced due to him being 125 points behind his teammate Max Verstappen, which of course it does make sense, but it was a month ago and there were no new talks about this, so I don't think he actually got his salary reduced, like I don't really think that Red Bull would do this kind of stuff, but at the same time, Red Bull can be really brutal, so I don't know, honestly I don't think so that this actually happened. Happened. Then we had some rumors going around that Benotto could be going to Alpine. I don't know where the hell this thing came from, but honestly, it went away as quickly as it went up in the talks about rumors, so I don't know. Yeah, no. Then we had some rumors about Joe that he might get a contract extension in Alfa Romeo, but at the same time he was rumored to be going to Haas, which about Haas, there were some new recent rumors that basically they were going to keep Hulkenberg in and maybe drop Magnussen, so that's why the rumors about Joe kind of made sense, but now when Haas confirmed that they're going to be having the same driver lineup for next year with Hulkenberg and Magnussen, so those rumors just, yeah, no. But Joe is probably, probably going to be staying with Alfa Romeo, so yeah, no concerns there. Now, actually coming back to Sergio Perez, yeah, he might not get his salary cut down because of the huge gap between him and his teammate, but there's a recent rumor that it is not 100% certain that Sergio Perez will drive for Red Bull next year because the situation will be evaluated after this weekend. And there's a quote from Helmut Marko, which he says, quote unquote, nothing is 100% certain in F1. There is simply no such thing. Somewhere there are always performances performance-related situations to talk about. We'll take a look at it and discuss how to proceed in Zandward, then we'll know more." End of quote. So, this is even more funnier because he might not get his salary reduced, but he will probably not have a race seat next year. So, honestly, yeah, I don't think so. It's like, it's really, it's really convenient for Red Bull to have Sergio there because what if Ricardo comes in? He doesn't have a seat for next year. What if he does come into Red Bull? Like, do they need another 2018 situation where there's a lot of tension between the teammates and like, yeah, no, they can have someone who's pretty good sometimes as Sergio or do they need another really good driver that will just create tension in the team. I don't think so. So it's only rumors now. 
and I don't really think that they're going to drop Sergio that quickly and yeah no just just no <laughs> and yeah I mean it was rumored that Helmut Marco had a meeting with Danny Rick, which the reasons for the meeting are still unclear. And Perez has been rumored to be working overtime during the summer vacation that he's been in the factory, like training and doing sim work and stuff like that. But still, I mean, I want to be delusional and I don't really think I, I don't I just don't want to get my hopes up. And I don't think that they're going to be swapping Checo for Daniel. So, yeah. And then we have a pretty good one. So basically, Lance Stroll has been rumored to be thinking about leaving Formula 1 for a career as a tennis player. So appearing on the race podcast... I'm just basically reading this off of Aston Martin Formula One News on Twitter. And basically, appearing on the race podcast, respected journalist Ben Anderson, the former editor of the GP Racing magazine, re referenced rumors that Stroll is contemplating a sensational switch to tennis. He said, quote unquote, there's been some rumors floating around that he's considering a switch to tennis. So if he makes a career switch like that, that opens up the seat. And end of quote. And he identified AlphaTauri drivers Daniel and Yukitsunada plus Williams, Alex Albon, and McLaren rookie Oscar Piastri as potential replacements. So now, first of all, his father built the entire team around his son for his son to have a drive in F1. That's why he, we have the memes as daddy's money and so on, whatever. Secondly, rookie Oscar Piastri is never going to, because why? He has a great seat in the McLaren car and why would he switch to Aston Martin, which they haven't been performing so far, like throughout the second half of the season? Why would he switch? Then Albon. Albon is doing pretty good at Williams why would he also switch to Aston Martin he's doing way better in a Williams car than he would probably do in an Aston Martin car if they don't decide to like do something about the things that are not working for them so far so why would he switch and then Danny Rick and Yuki Tsunoda maybe maybe because Fernando Alonso maybe the both of them yeah but who would go in an Alpha Tauri seat then and I don't think Aston Martin would like take Ricardo. Mm, they could, but Yuki. I mean, he's showing potential too, but honestly, I don't think so. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I mean, the rumors are that Lance Stroll could switch and could leave, but it's just basically, yeah, someone told me that, so that's why I'm telling you this. Someone somewhere I heard that, so that's why I'm telling you this. It's honestly just stupid. And yeah, I, I don't think it's possible. It could be really exciting if like a seat opens up there because that's what happened basically when Seb left. So we got Alonso in Aston Martin and Gasly to Alpine and basically like this whole domino effect happened. So that would be entertaining, but I don't think it's possible. I really don't think that Stroll will just yeah i'm leaving fuck this my dad helped me to get a seat in f1 he basically built this team for me to be an f1 driver and i'm just gonna nah bro nah i don't like it here i'm leaving for a tennis career i no i i <laughs> once again just no we've also had some rumors about alex polo the indycar driver um that he might be going to mclaren which he responded with that he's not going to be there and mclaren try to sue him for some reason yeah that's weird but 
he was rumored to be going into F1 with McLaren and then just, if not McLaren, then somewhere else. But honestly, there's no seats available. Maybe if Stroll goes away, yeah, maybe he could join Aston Martin. But honestly, if Stroll doesn't, like, where would he go? There's no seats. So, yeah, no. And Hamilton, Hamilton with Mercedes, he, I think, hasn't extended his contract yet. But there's been talks that basically they already have the contract agreement done. Basically, like, he's signed mentally, which, honestly, it's just talks on Twitter. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'll see you on Monday. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you definitely on Monday after the Dutch GP so have fun watching it and I'm so sorry for the delay but yeah thank you once again bye